Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. I'm Kelly Knight, your host and Modern Mystic Shop owner. I am so stoked about this next presenter. Jenny is actually a friend of mine. I met her in LA when I was doing work at Rama. We were part of a year-long program together and we developed a friendship. And she lives in Ojai, California and produces the most magnificent events. And so her most, or her upcoming event, I guess I will say in the Southeast is called Attune and it's at Serenby, which is just south of Atlanta. It's a beautiful, beautiful urban utopia. There's acres of forests and meadows and trails and really cool homes and restaurants. And she's pulled together such an exceptional group of speakers for this experience. People that you may have heard of, I don't know, like Elizabeth freaking Gilbert, Gabby Bernstein, for instance. Uh, it's just like the list goes on. Those are the two that really stuck out in my mind. And uh, the event is going to be November 8th through 11th. It's a four-day journey to self-awakening is what they call it. There'll be inspirational teachers, interactive workshops, human connection, all immersed in nature. So if you are in Atlanta or you're, you know, want to come and have an amazing up-level experience, this Attune event by Living Holy is where it's at. But lucky for us, because she's producing this event in the fall, she's been spending some time in Atlanta. And because of that, she's able to teach a Sunday school class for us as she's passing through, as she's preparing for this event in the fall. And so this topic, she calls attunements, which is very relatable to the attune event. And she really really resonates with this idea of attunement as a way to tune into the self that quiet space where we can listen and slow down and then allow all the layers inside your humanness and your soul to align and integrate and you guys know i am so into integration and so she offers techniques and tools to do this you know she really believes that the body is an instrument that requires dedicated time and attention and so many times we sort of evacuate our bodies or don't really listen to what's going on in our physical bodies due to trauma due to whatever reasons those might be and so she's gonna explore ways to attune and then she's gonna give you a lot of insight as to how this has shown up in her life the past present and future it's really deep it's really amazing so uh, tune in to this attunements episode with Jenny Emblem. And also don't forget, subscribe, rate, review. And then lastly, I do want to remind you guys about Afterpay. So if you shop online, head over to our website at modernmysticshop.com. Any uh, purchase that you make between $35 and $1,000 is eligible for interest-free installment plans by Afterpay. So get your crystals now and pay for them later. Without further ado, attunements past, present, and future by the amazing, extraordinary Jenny Emblem. Thank you. That was really beautiful. Hi, I'm Jenny, and I am from Alabama, which is such a gift, and I'm so grateful to be here back in the South. Um, we got here on Friday night, and I'm here with my husband and my daughter, and we're here for about 10 days, and I'm just really grateful to connect with all of you today and talk about attunement. 
So, of course, this is a very, <clears throat> as you can tell, I'm very passionate about this topic because we're doing an entire event around attunement. It's a four-day event at Serenby in November, which I'll tell you more about later, but I wanted to share that because it's something that's really supported me in, in my path. Um, so we'll talk about that. And what we're gonna talk about is attunement, past, present, and future. And I'll get into those details shortly. Um, but I wanted to start by just telling you what Living Holy is. So Living Holy is my company. And I started it in 2013 after a health scare. So after growing up in Alabama, going to Alabama, which is, if anyone ever, if anyone went to school there, it's, you know, it's a pretty social party school. I mean, that was my experience anyway. Um, and then my life was just very different than it is now. Um, and because of that health scare, which I believe was an opportunity for me to wake up, I really had to shift, well, I really chose to shift my lifestyle. And um, we're calling this um, time to attune. We're doing a whole campaign around it right now um, with Living Holy and our event in November. So that feels to me that it was really my time to attune in 2013 when I had this health scare and it was one of those moments that supported me in making a conscious choice about how I wanted to continue living my life. And at the time, it was not fun. It felt like a real you know, issue and a, an obstacle and something that was really getting in the way of my life. But by choosing to live and to live in this more conscious way and to clean up my life and detox and really just do the deeper work inwardly, um, I was able to get healthy without having a lot of Western you know, surgeries and modalities that didn't feel aligned for me at the time. And then I created Living Holy. So Living Holy is a resource for women and men on the path to radiant health inside and out. So for me, it really is like a holistic approach to healing. So we do live events. The event we're doing in November was one of them. We do webinars once a month featuring different speakers to support people globally, to tune in to this work. We just had Lena speak a couple months ago, who's sitting here in the audience. And we also have an online shop that we curate that supports with products and brands that you might support you in this lifestyle. And we also do a lot of you know, blogs and inspiration that can support you every single day. So it's also content driven. So that said, Living Holy is something that like, really was, has been my biggest accountability partner in this life. I mean, it literally has supported me. It's almost like one of those things where even when I wanted to kind of go back to the old lifestyle, I had Living Holy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right. This is my mission. This is why I came here. This is something that's so much bigger than me. It's not just about creating a brand and like being in the wellness space, it feels like it is like supporting me and then in turn, hopefully supporting other people. So that said, I want to get into attunement. So attunement, 
for me really means returning to center. You know, some people ask, what does that word mean? Which is, you know, it's, it is kind of a buzzword in some parts of wellness. I think these days it's getting to be more common. But there's still some question about what it means. So to me it really is, you know, a practice of clearing out the limiting beliefs, the negative self-talk, the judgments, the mental chatter, and it's something you can do for yourself. It doesn't require someone else. It really is that inner guru, that inner teacher within that you can tune into and really come back to center. And for me, that feels really empowering um, because I'm one of those people that does love support and I do have a therapist and I do have an energy healer, but it can get a little obsessive if, you know, we start going outside of ourselves to get help all the time. So I just, I, that's something that I'm really passionate about is supporting people to understand that we have all the tools within us to really just get back to our center and attune and live the life that we're here to live. So, that said, it is a practice each and every day. Today, I woke up, 6 a.m., did my meditation. I practice kundalini, so I have a sadhana that I do every morning. Ideally, I wake up at 5 or earlier. That's kind of their kind of recommendation. But to be realistic, I woke up at 6. I did my practice for about 45 minutes, and then I went on a jog. And this is like my way of kind of setting myself up for the day. It doesn't always look like that. Yesterday, I didn't have time to do the jog. So I just did the 45-minute meditation. So it's just something that like I find supports me in coming back to myself. So we're going to talk about that more. And I just want to support you in, in committing to something like that. Because when I don't do it, it's the neuroses in the human mind just gets amplified. And it's just real. Like, we are human. There, psychologically, there's a lot of thoughts. There's a lot of things that can trigger us. And if we don't have that anchor first thing in the morning, we, things can go a lot of different ways. So I just encourage you to... Remember that attunement is a practice. It's not something that just happens and then it's done. It's something you do every day. So before I begin, I really want to start with a meditation. And it's going to be a brief meditation. It's going to be one minute. So not something we have to, you know, <laughs> get too concerned about. But it will be something that kind of gets us all in this room together. You know, we've already had a morning, um, so I just want you to let go of any of the things that happened this morning and just really have the intention of landing here. And so we'll do a kundalini meditation, which is something that I really appreciate. And it actually, the function is to bring you into total mental balance. And it really supports the individual psyche. And you will connect with your fingertips which are points on your body that support you with greater connection to self and healing. 
vibrating on each fingertip alternates the polarities. So it's going to really support you in dropping in and attuning and really just connecting back to self. So let me just turn my page because with Kundalini, if you've done it, it is pretty technical, um, which is why I did a whole teacher training for it. Um, so that said, the goal here is to really support you and just connecting within and amplifying your electromagnetic field. So you are just like protected and you can show up and be the light that you are. All right. So that said, I want to give you a little science because a lot of people, I think, in the South love science. I mean, I live in California, and we kind of go with whatever. It's pretty woo-woo. But I grew up here, and I know my mom and my brother, they don't go for a lot of the things that I do. So I just want to share a couple little facts. Practicing this meditation is both a science and an art. In fact, many brain tests and scans have proven that this kriya, called kirtan kriya, has incredible effects on the brain. In one study, participants who meditated with this Kriya 12 minutes a day for eight weeks experienced improved mental clarity and up to 50% better memory. So, for me, this Kriya is something that you can do at any, you could do it every day, you could do it at any time of the day, and it really does just kind of get you back into your body. So it's called Kirtan Kriya, and it's Somewhat of a singing meditation, but we're going to do it silently. Mentally, in your mind, you're going to chant. Um, it's four primal sounds, sa, ta, na, ma. So the reason I chose this meditation is because we're talking about past, present, and future. And sa means birth. Ta means life. Na means death or completion. And ma means rebirth. So in lieu of the topic, I just wanted to get into that kind of line of energy with you guys. So I'm going to demonstrate it for you. And you can just, I'll invite you to close your eyes in just a minute. But basically you're going to have your hands out like this, your palms up. And we're going to go sa with the index finger to the thumb. Ta, middle finger to the thumb. Na, ring finger to the thumb. And ma, pinky finger to the thumb. So it'll go like this. Sa, ta, na, ma. My daughter, who's four and a half, does this, so we can all do this. She's so cute. She's like, sa, ta, na, ma. Very sweet. <laughs> like, yes. Um, if she's doing it now, like, that's good. Um, okay. So we will do this for one minute, like I said, and it really is just going to support us in all being in the same space together. So focusing your, I'll invite you now to focus, to close your eyes. Focus between your eyebrows at the third eye, which is that center point between the eyebrows. And we're gonna take a few deep breaths. So just breathe in. Inhaling. And breathe out. 
And we'll take three more rounds of deep breathing, inhaling and exhaling. And from there, we will begin Kirtan Kriya. So I'm going to start, and I'll lead you guys. And then you'll recite them mentally, silently. Unless you want to say it out loud, that's totally fine, but no pressure. I will guide you so you can stay on track with me if that's working with your timing. So we'll do this for one minute. Okay, let's begin. Sa, ta, na, ma. 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 Sa. Ta na ma sa 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 ta na ma we'll do it three more times sa ta na ma sa ta na ma sa ta na ma breathe in and exhale and just allow yourself to sit in the stillness with your eyes closed We'll just sit here for a few more breaths. Continuing to focus on the brow point. And when you're ready, you can start to open your eyelids and come back into the room. Okay, I hope that felt 
supportive, just to kind of balance the psyche, the mental, the mind. Awesome. Okay. So now that we're all here together, we will start to talk about the many phases of attunement. So as we move through each phase, I'm going to invite you to consider how you've related to that particular phase. And that could be just self-inquiry that you do within. And then at the end of that particular phase, so past, I'll open it up to Q&A. So if you have something you want to ask or if you want to share something, I would love that. This is really my passion is to engage with people and really make it a mutually, a conversation, mutually beneficial experience. So you guys get to really share with us because every time that happens, we all learn from you. And I do not have all the answers. We all have so much wisdom to share. So I will invite you after I kind of run through my experience and kind of how I want to initiate this piece. And then again, I'll open it up to questions. So we're going to begin with the past, which some teachers would say, don't look at the past. That's the past, you know. However, in my journey, I've realized that the past has been a significant part of my life. And there's no need to over-identify with the past but let's honor it and know that it is a part of our healing and the journey that we're on. Even me telling you about my health scare, which again, I try not to over-identify with, and that's something that is a practice, although, you know, the health scare actually just showed back up a couple months ago. So it's like letting myself have an experience with what's going on for me and then doing the work to move through it and learn from it and sometimes teach from it. So I want you to, recon I want you to consider how has your past supported you in attuning into who you are now? So a few things to think about. Experiences in your life that have supported you on this journey. And they can be experiences that in the moment didn't feel like they were supportive. But in the end, I mean, I'll be honest, when I went to the University of Alabama, that was one of the biggest, I mean, it was amazing. I had a great time, but I remember thinking to myself, if I get through this, I can get through anything. And it was, there were moments that were really hard and dark, um, but that in so many ways has formed who I am as a person. So just thinking about experiences in your life that have supported you. Also thinking about others in this room, in Atlanta, and all over the world that have given you tools 
to attune more deeply. Teachers, parents, children, all the teachers that we, friends, that have supported you, healers. And then think about your soul's journey and how far you've come in this life. So again, honoring the past, how far you've come. Because to me, that's something to celebrate and really supports us in attuning even more greatly. So maybe you thought of a specific pivot point that brought you to greater attunement. I shared the health scare. I had a baby. Things, I mean, things I'm sure many of you can relate to and your own versions. And I just invite you to let that really land in your body. Because sometimes we don't give ourselves time to think about these things. And they are huge teachers for us on this path. So as I mentioned, I'll share some of mine, but for me, the past has molded me into who I am. And the health scare was one, huge, still is a huge teacher for me. Today on the way here, I was like, shit, sorry. <laughs> I have to do this whole thing again with my health? Like, really? Like, I thought I got through that. So, and that was hard work in 2012. And it was not, and it's been a journey. I mean, it's been a practice, a lifestyle. But there's sometimes I just want to be human and just be me and, like, that person that, like, just had fun and, like, had a glass of wine and, like, did this and that and, like, got to go see live music and, like, not think about... But this is the thing. It is a practice and there is a way to, like, show up and take care of yourself but also honor the part of you that wants to have fun and and wants to do the things that bring forward joy, but doing it in a conscious way. So that's a whole nother probably talk, but anyway, I just say like, the health scare has been one thing for me, shifting my lifestyle, and then the inspiration for Living Holy, which is my brand, and a tune, the, the event. So, one way that I'm attuning now is my daily practice. I shared that with you earlier. My commitment to greater healing. I wake up every morning to drop in, connect to self, and connect with the divine. It's literally like kind of a non-negotiable unless I'm like, I mean, there's no way I can get up for 10 minutes, which, I mean, usually 10 minutes is doable. Um, ideally 45, but... It's something that supports my life so much. So I'd love to hear from some of you. If anyone wants to share or has a question about the past element that we just talked about before we move into the present, you can ask a question 
or share. Okay, I'm going to bring the mic for the podcast. <laughs> Usually we don't. <laughs> Our hand just shoots up. Can you um, your name? My name is Keisha. And um, my, I, obviously I'm not going to be able to get into everything, but I had a, I had a very, very um, traumatic childhood from being abused and molested by my mom and my stepfather to being raped when I was 16. And then my mom died of AIDS shortly afterwards. So I had a lot of resentment for a long time. And that's just a little bit of the things that happened. But I had a lot of resentment up until like, literally like now. So that's the reason why I'm here today is because I lost faith and I do not trust like at all. I don't even really trust myself. So I am trying to um, be at peace with myself so I can have a better connection with God. So, and I just didn't know how to get there. And I've just started meditating. So when this popped up on my newsfeed yesterday, I felt that it was um, meant for me to come. So, I don't know. So I'm hoping that this could help me. <laughs> I just don't know, well, to share, but I don't know what steps I need to take to get to a place of where I feel comfortable and trust myself so I can have a better spiritual um, connection with God. You know, I just, so, but when I looked up attunement, I feel like that's something I definitely need to do. So thank you for today. Thank you. So I really appreciate you sharing so vulnerably. And I could see the tears coming, and I just acknowledge you for your willingness to let them come up, considering what you've been through. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. And I want to just say... No, don't apologize. So to answer your question, I mean, to me, this sounds like you're on the right path. You came here today. You've started meditating. Your soul is saying, I want to trust. I want to have a different experience. And I really honor your past and what's happened for you and how challenging and traumatic that was. And I do believe that there's so much hope and so much ahead of you. I mean, you're so radiant. I mean, you really are. And I just believe with my whole heart that, that these things happen and guide us and support us in teaching and, and, and sharing and being a lighthouse for others. And I'm not minimizing your experience because that's something that you'll want to really work with. And we can talk more about resources after because I have someone that I think could help you that's actually in this room. Yeah. 
Can I give you a hug? Thank you. No, you look beautiful, and I don't care if you did. Okay. Wow. Okay. I hope the rest of this supports you as we move through the present and then the future, because I think it will. That was the intention. Okay, so we're going to move into the present, which is right now. (laughs) And what most people say is this is what we need to focus on, the here, the now, the time is now, be here now, which is so true and so challenging. I mean, I plan events, like, let's be honest. My, (laughs) it's all future thinking. I have a daughter and she's four and there's a lot of planning and logistics and like, I think everyone can relate to the human experience of like planning and logistics and jobs and that being a challenge to be in the moment So, but that said, when I am in the moment, like I hopefully will be this afternoon with my husband on Father's Day, with my daughter, just at the pool, like just the moments that you can drop in, like I have chills, like those are the the marks, like those are the moments when you can say, okay, I was in that moment. I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't like thinking about who I needed to email tomorrow morning or like today, but just having the intention of being in the moment because that's where the magic happens. That's when we can really connect within and with others. I mean, I can see it with my husband when I'm not there and when I decide to show up and get out of my head and just be with him, it's different. So that's the invitation. So what practices do you enjoy regularly that support you in being in the moment? Yoga, I'm just gonna give you some examples, possibilities. Hiking, painting, pottery, music. And just think about like those things that we as humans can practice to support us in being really present. What challenges do you face regarding attunement and being in the moment? This is a common theme with reasons why we can't center and we can't take time for ourselves. which things I was just talking about, time, energy, money, work, family, all the things that are like but I can't, I don't have time, I gotta just keep going and doing and performing and those things that are real. But also illusions, because if we kind of go beyond those things, 10 minutes, five minutes, one minute, we did it together, can get you into that present moment. And how do you see yourself and our culture leaning towards greater attunement? There are times, let's be honest, that it doesn't feel like that's happening, but it is. I like to call the collective experience right now the dark night of the soul. 
So we are, we are shifting. It's just a little scary sometimes when we look at different things that are happening in the world, on this planet, climate change, all the things. We're not going to get into it, but you know what I'm saying. Um, I'm from California, so I know my limits when I'm in the South, but if <laughs> we are at Modern Mystic, so I feel like I'm safe. But anyway, you know, I believe that, that we are in this time because it's happening, it's shifting, but we also, we have to support it. Like, we're here to, like, elevate it and support that. I mean, just think about it. All the wellness that's popping up in all the communities here. I mean, we're at Modern Mystic. There's juice bars. There's yoga. I mean, when I came to Atlanta two years ago, I was so inspired, which is why we're doing our event outside of Atlanta, because I was like, wow, people are really ready for this. You know, it's not just California. Like, people are ready to drop in and have this deeper experience with self. Healthier food options, greater attention to self-care, meditation is like off the charts, all the research that's happened. It's just, it's very real. So I also want to ask you the question how you can support the evolution of consciousness. And we just kind of touched on it a little with her, with her share, but it's like... Reflecting on the past, healing the past, and then showing up now and, and making that impact on your life, on other people's lives, and supporting the evolution. Because like my teacher said, this is not, we didn't come here to just hang out at this time. We would have come in like 30 years from now. Like it's like time for us to be to do the work and like show up and, and be leaders and shine our lights and share the gifts that we came to this planet with. Like that's just the reality. And every one of you in this room are in this room for a reason. So it's really inspiring to know that we all can contribute something to this shift. So let me check the time. What is the time? Okay, cool. Time's a big thing for me. That one's a big healing. Um, and with Kundalini, it's become very much, can't go over. Um, so I just want to share a, a couple things, of examples of how the present moment, how I choose in the present moment to show up. And I just thought it might be helpful. Of course, I've talked about my daily practice a lot. Um, and one of the things Yogi Bhajan says is, if your sadhana or your practice, whatever that is called for you, meditation, anything, is more important than your neuroses, you are fine. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I know myself. And if I don't do something in the morning, my, it's just going to be like the mental chatter is just going to be off the chains. All the past... All the things will just keep showing up, the triggers. So that's something I wanted to share, that little quote. Courageously showing up and taking even the most daunting next steps. A tune, I'll just tell you, it's been like the biggest teacher ever because, 
I'm looking at the flyer and just like, when I started thinking about this event, it was, you know, a vision and a vision's one thing, but to actually like put the, your, you know, risk a lot is another. But it didn't happen overnight. It's like every day I took the next step. And even when I didn't want to, I would get the clarity during my sadhana, just keep going. I would get the clarity like, don't do that, do this. So it's not like, just keep going, just keep going. And like, it was, that's the thing. Sitting quietly guides you to the next step. Listening, act, taking action. Because even like coming here today, did you, I mean, I was nervous. Like, I mean, public speaking is one of those things that people don't like doing. Of course, my mind told me, eh, you know, it's Father's Day. Like, but it's like, you just got to keep showing up. It's like, we have to do this. Like, we are here to do this work. And not just for ourselves, but for the planet, for our children, for the generations after my child. We have to. So whatever that looks like for you, and it doesn't have to be a tune. That's like a, <laughs> that has a whole life of its own. I'm kind of still like, wow. But it's something that could, anything that supports you and just showing up for yourself and in turn others. And that could even be, you know, sweating every day, detoxifying with like a cleanse, meditating, traveling, through like a tr retreat, transformational travel, you know, getting into nature, like I did this morning. It was like, I was lost at Serenby at one point, but it was like the most amazing thing ever because I was just like, wow. And then again, the challenges will keep showing up. But I'm a mom and I'm a wife and my technology and my phone and da da da. Just keep going. So, and just keep showing up. Just keep tuning into your heart, and that will guide you to the next step in that present moment. Does anyone have any questions about that piece? Because we're going to wrap up present moment. Yes. Hold on. we got to get in the mic. What is transformational travel? What did you mean by that? So transformational travel is kind of a... In my opinion, it's the way that people are traveling that want to kind of continue this lifestyle. For me, like when I think about where am I going on a trip, in the past I probably would have said, oh, I'll go to Spain. And like my husband actually wanted to go to San Sebastian, Spain, in August. And I was like, I mean, it sounds gorgeous and I'm sure it would be fun, but like what am I actually going to do there? in the sense of like, how am I gonna elevate while I'm there? Because it's a lot of food, it's a lot of drinks. I'm sure there's yoga, but like, what I decided to do was go on a women's retreat for two weeks in England. It's actually 10 days, but with the travel, it's two weeks. And I know that everyone can't do that. This was like a, my 40th birthday gift, by the way. Huge gift for me. Um, but like going there with 10 women and just having like a real, experience of deepening and like it's a pilgrimage to England through Avalon so like 
just choosing travel that supports you in your journey of awakening. Retreats, like Lena does a lot of beautiful retreats. You know, a lot of people are doing great yoga retreats or just like meditation retreats. Like I would suggest doing something like that because once you do it, it's kind of like you're hooked in my opinion because it's just kind of the way to go. So that's what it is. Something that supports you in transforming versus kind of just numbing out for a week on the beach, which is fine, but I mean... I get more out of like a retreat where I'm intentional at least for a couple moments throughout the day, like a meditation or like a yoga practice, and then I can explore. Anything else before we move on? Okay, so we're going to move into future. And I know they say they, not to future trip, not to focus too much on the future, which is true. I mean, I fully support that. And I'm an event planner, so I'm still like, this is hard. Um, However, this is an intentional practice of attunement and knowing how it contributes to your greatest future will keep you motivated, devoted, and consistent. So let me say that again. So the future piece to me means looking at it as a, way of connecting with how is what I'm doing right now in the present moment going to support me for my future. So it keeps me motivated and it keeps me devoted. I mean, I stay in my sadhana. I do it every morning because it's honestly, I've seen things happen by doing certain kundalini kriyas that like probably wouldn't happen if I was just kind of going about my day-to-day as a normal human. So it's more of like, I want support. How is this going to help me in like co-creating that life that I envision, my best life? So it's that future piece. Like, it's like intentions or vision boards or that kind of thing. Okay, so how do you see attunement impacting your future? What practices are you interested in doing that could better support you that you're not currently committed to? So journaling in the morning is always a good one. Meditation, yoga, hiking, biking, swimming, those things. But also really sitting with like what you want, like the life you really want to create is super huge. I used to do a lot of moon circles when I lived in L.A. because that's very L.A., but, and I love them. But they don't have them as much in Ojai <laughs> or the ones that I want to do. But a lot of it was because we were setting intentions at the new moon, which is amazing. And the things that would happen for me from those circles was like, what? Like, it was shocking. I would share after those experiences. And I think you guys do new moon circles or new moon workshops. Um, But it's that kind of thing, like being intentional so that you can project that future that you're looking to create. So like I said, those things really support me. And you can do it on your own. You don't have to do a new moon circle, which is what I ended up doing in Ojai. Like I would just go on a mystic mama and like 
you know, a couple other Danny Beinstein and get their readings for the new moon and then like create my own process. But it's a practice and it's amazing. Um, and really just sharing that the way that you show up and the work that you do impacts everyone. We're all connected. The way I show up every day impacts my daughter, without a doubt. My husband, I mean, we are powerful, energetic beings. So this isn't just about you. This is an elevation of the planet. This is an elevation of your inner circle. This is an elevation of your family. Can you imagine coming from the South? My family is, I mean, some families are more progressive, especially in Atlanta, but in Alabama, Southeast Alabama, I mean, let's be real with what's happening in Alabama. But it's like shocking the kind of trenches I had to go through. But now I feel like my mom, she texts me. I was like, I'm coming to a tune. I can't wait. I've been reading Gabby Bernstein's book and Joe Dispenza's book and Elizabeth Gilbert's book. And her two of her friends are coming. And they're like having all these awarenesses. And I'm just like, Wow in tears, thinking, if that's the only thing that happens from this experience, that's enough. Because that was not my experience growing up. And even up until, like, a year ago. And I'm 40. So, that said, the future. Again, it's about the children. Think about climate change. Like, I have good friends that are working on this in L.A. Kisstheground.org, amazing Nonprofit, but it's this is about our children. This is about how we're gonna impact the future generations because we want to leave a legacy. I do. So, this everything that you do is a collective healing. So, the work you do with the therapist, the work you do with someone yourself through meditation, it's it's making an impact. So I'm just saying that, I'm reiterating that, because that's how, what keeps me going. So how will you do that? What does that look like? Making conscious choices for the planet can include food, environmental, your energy, voting, voting, did I say voting? Yeah, I mean, this is a huge one in California because it's like, people just don't vote and then we see what happens. Education, connection with others, your courage to keep showing up and to serve every single day. One of my friends who's a coach was like, before I even started coaching, I would just serve, like I would just talk to people. And like he was coaching before he even became like a, a you know, business coach. So just like talking to that person next to you in line, like making their day, smiling at people, just doing little acts of kindness, as they say, that really move people, serving in even the smallest ways. And then, like, what lights you up? Like, really think about how you can make a greater impact and how you can educate and inspire yourself and other people. And I have some examples. Modern Mystic, Kelly, is a friend of mine. We met through the Kundalini world. But, like, she created this, and it's literally been such a gift for this community. Um, there's a nonprofit in Atlanta called Be Loved, which we really love, and they're doing a lot of great work with women. 
Kiss the Ground, the nonprofit I was talking about. I mean, look at Joe Dispenza, Gabby Bernstein, Elizabeth Gilbert. Like these, all these people started with like, just like we are. So it's just a matter of stepping in and creating that for yourself and for others. So that's the end of the future element. That's the completion, I should say. I wonder, I wonder if anyone has any comments or questions about that piece before we kind of roll into the closing. Cool, we have about three more minutes. Anyone? Okay. So again, we all came here for a reason. I don't know if any of you listen to Snotam Kaur, but she's one of my favorite musicians. And she has this song called Ang Namo, which in Kundalini is like, it's all about, it's a whole nother thing, but it's about tuning into the teacher within. But she has a live version, and I'm just inviting you to listen to it at some point today. Ang Namo, and it's live. You gotta get the live. And it's Snotam Kaur. S-N-A-T-A-M-K-A-U-R. Every time I listen to it. I was listening to it on the way here. Um, it's just one of those songs that you'll be crying by mid-song, because it's like, reminds us that we all came here for healing, number one. Our soul came here to evolve. And the human experience is the most accelerated path, which is why it's such a gift to be a human, although it doesn't seem like that all the time. It is a way that you can heal and then in turn heal the planet. So it's real. Like we're, This is like a time to, to take some action. So I just invite you to ask that question, how can you integrate greater attunement into your life? Basic question. We don't have to think about the past, the present, the future. Like that was a, an, you know, kind of a, we teased that out a little bit. But now like the real simple question is how can you integrate greater attunement into your life? One thing is all I would suggest to start with. It's like at USM, University of Santa Monica, it was called a three-foot toss. What's that one thing you can do today, three-foot toss, that just supports you in taking the next step? So that said, Attune, which is our event in November, November 8th through the 11th, is literally all about this. Like, we created a whole four-day event to drop into this conversation. We have Gabby Bernstein, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Elizabeth Gilbert, Shaman Doric, Light Watkins, John Wineland, Lena Franklin, who's right here in the audience. We have Kaylee Alyssa, the class by Taryn Toomey. And there's amazing luminaries coming to this event. So if you are interested, there are day passes, there are the full pass, you can do like the whole four days, whatever works for you and your schedule. So that's on that card. And I'm, I really just want to invite you from a place of 
wanting to be on this journey with you and for you to have the support that it takes to be consistent. Because these people and the community you'll connect with will support you in continuing on this journey. So I just want to leave you with one quote. Your vision will become clear only when you can look into your own heart. Who looks outside dreams? Who looks inside awakens? By Carl Jung. Thank you all. Blessings to a beautiful day. And hopefully I'll see you soon. Satnam. This episode was produced by Kirsten Hedges and produced and edited by Georgie Harris. For more information, visit us at modernmysticshop.com and click on Sunday School.